Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte from 93.9 The River in Northampton, Massachusetts. This week, there's no crime like the present. Emily and Otto have a dispute about gift giving. When is it required? Otto works long shifts at remote location and says it's difficult to find time to buy traditional presents. Emily still wants him to recognize holidays and birthdays with gifts. Can the judge resolve their problem at present? Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the court. A miner's life is like a sailor on board a ship upon the waves. Every day his life's in danger, still he ventures, being brave. Watch the rocks, they're falling daily, careless miners often fail. Keep your hand upon your wages and your eye upon the scale. Emily and Otto. Union miners <laughs> stand together. Do not heed the cold tale. Keep your hand upon your wages and your eye upon the scale. Guess bail with Monty Belmonte. Swear him in. Emily and Otto, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you Santa Claus or whomever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that his presence is present enough? I do. I do. Thank you, Judge Hodgman. You may proceed. You may be seated, Otto and Emily, for an immediate summary judgment in your favor. Can either of you name the piece of culture that I murdered as I entered the courtroom? Emily, can you? Uh, no, I was hoping for Gift of the Magi, because if there's anyone as dysfunctional at gift-giving as us, it's Jim and Dell. Oh, so, all right. prepare for sea shanties. All right. Hairbrush traded for stopwatch. No, not stopwatch. Watch fob. <laughs> Otto? No, I could not guess it either. I've heard many music like that, but I do not know that one. You've heard a lot of music like that? Yes, sir. That that was the, 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 the traditional uh, Welsh... Miner's song, A Miner's Life, as recorded to my ears by Billy Bragg as an extra track on his communist album, The Internationale, which is where I learned about the mining life, uh, going to Yale University and listening to cassette tapes in the early 90s. But you, sir, are a miner. Is that not true? Or do I misunderstand? I, I work for a mining industry. I'm, right. I'm kind of a support person. Okay. And and where where uh, by support you mean you hold up the tunnels? With, no, with your I, I I am a I am a lab technician, so I do oh, a lot right. of laboratory testing. So not a lot of rocks are falling on your head. Nope. No, but you are working out in the field. Yes, I am at the mine site. And the mine site is where in the world? Uh six hundred miles north of Anchorage, Alaska. Boo! That's I didn't know it went that north. <laughs> let me uh, let me very, ask you. Very, is it, are we in 30 days of night territory here? Do you have a vampire problem? Uh, it's 30 days of summer currently, so no, there are no vampires currently. Okay. But so when, what time does it, what time does, I'm speaking to you in Alaska now, sir? Yes. Yes, we're in Alaska. And Emily, you, you also live in Alaska, but this is part of the issue is that, is that Otto is not home for, was it two weeks right. out of every three? Is that correct? Right. The kids and I live in our house in Wasilla, Alaska, and he goes to work for two weeks at a time and comes home for one. Now, I'm going to do you a favor, and I'm going to make no comment whatsoever on the fact that you live in Wasilla, Alaska. And I make no right. promises. But you have, uh, We can, we're, we can we're see sorry. Russia from here. Say it again? You can, can see, see Russia, Russia from, from here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys have been bombarded by all of your, your friends and colleagues in the lower 48 over the right. past several years about the fact that you live in Wasilla, but may I ask you just a few questions about it? Sure. Uh, how long have you lived there? About five years. And where did you live before there? Uh, New Orleans. All right. I was, <laughs> I was going to say, so you're both native Alaskans then, but obviously that's not no, true. No, no, no. We're just here no. for his job. Okay. So uh, you, you, wor you worked and lived in the, in the Gulf in, a, uh, in New Orleans, sir? 
before this? Yes, that's correct. I worked for a mining company down there, believe it or not. There's no mines, but there was a mining company. Oh, okay. So, and you, and what kind of, what kind of lab teching do you do? Uh, research and development for around mining, how mm-hmm. to better get the metals out of the ground. All right. Uh, now, when you knew you had to move to Alaska for your job five years ago, and this is 2013, so this was in the well into the first term uh, of the current president, Barack Obama. So you chose to move to Wasilla because of its national prominence due to its former mayor? Nope, it was just nearer to the job. It's 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 a nice place to live, and it's not too bad. Yeah, no, but no, it was I, just nearer I'm, to the job. I'm, you know, it's like I just like the the reason I said let's pass over that without comment, and <laughs> and then began to comment only on that, is 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 that I I really I realized suddenly it's like yeah, all we know about Wasilla is a, a punchline, for the most I part. I think the Sarah Palin thing happened right after we got here. Oh, it did. Yeah. Okay. I thought. Yeah, I think it was just we arrived in 2007, so so it been right about right about. Okay, then. excuse the, me. I think late summer they started to announce, right? Right. Excuse me. Yeah. So all right, sorry, I I, I had the timing wrong. So yeah, you just a little bit. so so when you when you moved there, you did not know that Wasilla was going to be catapulted into the world eye. No. Nope. Okay, and so geographically, remind uh, those of us who do not know, including me, where Wasilla is in comparison, say Anchorage, which is the only touchstone I know in, in Alaska. We're about an hour's drive north of Anchorage. It's it's very close to Anchorage, and we go to Anchorage to shop quite a lot, actually. Okay, and it's a and it's a nice small town. It's a nice place to live. Yep, it's pretty nice. Spread out, nice rural area, as is most of Alaska. <laughs> and you have and you have three kids. That is correct. Yeah. And how long do you intend to stay uh, in, in Alaska for this for this stretch of the job? Um, we don't know. Indefinitely. We're here. We like it. Yep. Okay. Well, so. you like it. Where are you guys from originally? Uh, we met in college uh, at the University of North Texas. Um, I was. I'm from Austin, and mm-hmm. he had gone there from New Orleans. Yeah, I'm from New Orleans, and I've born and raised in New Orleans. Lived there all my life. But Alaska so. is a is a is a considerable meteorological difference from New Orleans and, for that matter, north and central Texas, right? Yes. That is correct. And But, and, but it is something that, it's something that appeals to you. Yep, a lot more snow, that's for sure. That was a bit of a culture shock. Okay. And so this job makes it difficult for you to, well, you're, you're as you say, you're away for two weeks out of every three. Yep, that's correct. And uh, and your your wife Emily feels that you are negligent in your present giving duties as a husband and father, or perhaps just as a yes. husband. Yes, yes, she does. Do you do you, do you acknowledge this crime? I, I do acknowledge it. I, I don't know if I quite agree with her, but I, I do acknowledge that I could do better. Well, Emily, what is your what is the case that you that you are making against Otto? He does not give you any presents. Uh, pretty much. Um, I don't know when the good time to bring up evidence is, but I did submit a picture of me on Christmas morning, 2009, which was the last time that Otto gave me a Christmas present. So we're talking a few years here. I'm not sure if I've ever gotten a birthday present. Um, Valentine's day passed this year and I told him we don't have to buy each other anything. Let's just give each other something from the heart. And, uh, I wrote him a poem and he said, oh, you were serious about that. So, Whoa. yeah, it, yeah. So romantic gestures and also tangible gifts. There's, there's not a lot of that. And what about the kids? Do they get birthday presents, Christmas presents? Uh, yes. We're not from a religious or cultural background that frowns on holidays or gift giving. And so it's not like it's forbidden in the house. He's happy to let me buy presents for the kids. <laughs> and I pretty much do fill in. For well, he's happy to birthdays. let you buy presents for the kids. Yes, and he's happy to accept a present. I mean, he doesn't usually like the things that I get for him, but he's happy to accept a present. All right. Monty, make a note. We're going to get back to the presents that Emily bought for Otto. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think it's, I think, you know, it, it's interesting how, how completely this, this present moratorium in your husband's life has worked its way into your psychology 
(laughs) that part of your argument is, yeah, we're not Seventh-day Adventists. We actually do believe in presence. Like, yeah. Well, I wanted to to make sure it's clear that it's not like it's his background that he doesn't give presents. His mother gives us presents. He was Mm -hmm. raised that way. And Otto, why don't you give your wife Christmas presents? It's it's very hard to sneak around and get her presents. I, I work two weeks at a time right? where I have no real option of shopping there. And it's very hard to hide stuff online in this day and age and get stuff ordered without my wife knowing because she's very good at knowing what I'm up to. Is it's that part very, of the very pr- difficult. Is that part of the problem, Emily, that you're snooping? Um, well, I'm the one who handles the finances at home. Uh-huh. And so I think he's talking about making a credit card purchase. I'll probably see it when I'm doing the bills. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's part of what he wants out of this ruling is that I will make um, either a separate account or a separate fund just for him to spend out of. Sorry, I think I hear a seaplane landing. Oh, yes, I would be an airplane. One of the joys of Bush, Alaska is some of the Bush planes. Yeah, I guess well, the it wouldn't be. A, are from there too. I guess it wouldn't be a sea. I guess it wouldn't be a seaplane <laughs> where where you are. But there are a lot it of. Could be. There are a lot of airplanes around there, aren't there? Yes. Yep, a lot of small aircraft. All I know about Alaska, I got from John Roderick and the Michael Shabon novel, The Yiddish Policeman's Union. Are you familiar with the band, The Long Winters? Yes. Oh, I'm not. Oh. Oh well, uh, maybe a Christmas gift idea for you, Emily. You can give him a, a CD of uh, putting the days to bed. Oh, he's making a note right now. Um, and uh, uh, have you read uh, The Yiddish Policeman's Union by Michael Shabon? I have not. Oh, you, should, you might enjoy it. It's based okay. in an alternate universe, Alaska. <laughs> in, in which, More so than usual. Sort of well, like in which, 60 miles north of Anchorage. In, in which the, 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 the European Jewry after World War II did not settle in Israel, but were given land in southern Alaska to settle in Sitka, Alaska. And then 50 hmm. years later, Alaska is a, a de facto Israel, but... Alaska is being repa- repatriated to the United States at that point. And so big changes are happening. It's a good novel. Good book. Check Sounds it out. interesting. Yeah. Another, another gift idea. Alaska-themed gifts for both of you. What did he get you for Christmas in 2009, Emily? Uh, well, if you look at that picture, I am holding a Christmas ornament. This is probably the most thoughtful gag gift I've ever received. Um, so the ornament is depicting a scene from Gone with the Wind, which is my favorite movie, so mm-hmm. he did good there. Uh, if you press a button on it, it's the closing scene where Rhett says, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Is that true, Otto? You just don't give a damn? Uh, right. No, I don't just don't give a damn. <laughs> I, I, I try. <laughs> so I tried it with that present. I saw it and I knew it was for her. And that's that's part of it. it for was, all these reasons. It, it just fit her and it fit us. And it really did. That's kind of why I got it for her. It wasn't because I was looking for a present. It was just that one fit. So you're sort of one of these uh, when inspiration strikes kind of guys. Like, yeah, once every five years I see the perfect thing and I get it. Yeah, uh, I, that would describe me, yes. And of course, it is. I, I acknowledge that it is hard to see the perfect thing when you are living in a part of the world where it is night and cold a lot of the time. And not as much window shopping as there would be, say, uh, in Park Slope, Brooklyn. And no. you are also uh, working and living in a remote location for two weeks out of every three. Describe to me a little bit about what your life is like uh, on the site. It's kind of like living in college. I have a little dorm room that I call my own. Mm -hmm. They serve us food. Uh, We have a form of internet. I wouldn't call it much faster than Uh dial-up because it's shared with about 500 people. Uh And that's about it. We're Stuck there for the two weeks. We can get out in an emergency if we had to. But you got you got any cool posters there. in your dorm room? Uh, I got a couple of hand drawn things from the kids. Yeah. So uh, pictures of the kids and family. So that's but the lonely that's times it. there in the dorm room is how Emily found out about the credit card charges. Am I wrong about that? <laughs> that's is this why you don't have a credit card that's anymore? Why you're so careful about what you're buying because you know she can see it. <laughs> is this why you're so? Yeah. Is this why you're you're so you're so intent on reminding us that the, the internet is really slow it's really on your mind because everyone is on it doing exactly that thing well, so, i don't know i have no yeah. you mean buying buying presents buying for presents their wives for their wives yes, yes I, absolutely I during I the lonely time it does it slows it slows things down and uh, uh 
uh, right now we're recording in August of 2013. Uh, well, actually, I don't know the time zone difference. Is it still August there? It's yes. still August, although it feels like it might be October. It is fall already here. Yeah. And how, and so in the height of summer, so you're off, are you, are you in Wasilla now, sir? Yes, I am on my R&R in Wasilla. All right. So you have an R&R, oh, boy, they, they treat you rough uh, in this lab. No, no, I understand what it is. It's, it's the way I live my life. But I just mean to say like that you are, that you are, you, your job as a lab technician, you are a highly trained technician, correct? Yes. You're not a soldier. You're not a mercenary. No. But it's two weeks on, one week off. That is almost de facto sort of a militaristic life where you get R&R of one week. Yep. That it's, it's very similar. We, I, when you sang the Welsh song there, it's very similar to piracy or shipboard days where you would sit there, go out to sea for your time and come right. back, get back in town and spend all your spoils. And how do your kids uh, uh, handle this? Are they okay with it? They're okay with it. It's all they've known, unfortunately. Pretty much. Two I would of them like were born be. into it, and one of them was still a baby when he started. You have three children? Yes, we Boys, do. Boys, girls? Three daughters. Three daughters? Oh, three girls. What are, their, mm-hmm. what are their ages? We have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a nine-month-old. Oh, congratulations. Well, thank you. So thank how, you how, do, you, do you see this rotation style of work going on just like your term in Alaska indefinitely? At this time, yeah, I don't see it's difficult, but it has its benefits too. What are I its get, benefits? I mean, I, 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 I presume you get wages and, and and benefits. You get a large lots lots of time off, and mm-hmm. the pay is pretty good, so it keeps the family happy. So we can go out and enjoy two, three, four, eight week vacations if we feel like. Plus, he gets to live like a faux bachelor. He doesn't have to be here, you know. Yeah, I well, think he I, enjoys that. I actually feel it could be very healthy for a marriage, <laughs> to be perfectly yeah, honest. pretty much. Uh, it's all we've known. It's, we took this job not long after getting together, so. Yeah. I don't know if she could tolerate me for three weeks at a time. Yeah. And I, and I love the way that you say we took this job, because that's truly oh, what it's like. Oh, well, mo- yeah, sorry. We moved here yeah. soon after getting together. Emily, do you, have a, do you have a career, or are you just holding down the, the fort? at this time yeah with the kids being so small as they are um maybe eventually i can get a job but it's not happening right now was there something that you were pursuing before your husband kidnapped you and brought you to alaska to be by yourself for two weeks out of every three well we met in college working at the college newspaper where i was a copy editor and that's my my thing i tried freelance work for a while uh i couldn't balance it very well so Uh, how's your how's your how's your internet uh, here at the house, it's yeah. all right. Yeah, it's you can good. do some. You can yeah. do some blogging. You can do some Alaskan mommy blogging. Do a little bit of blogging, yes. Do you currently? Yes. I I, I will allow a buzz market of your blog because I'm curious to uh, read about. Well, the my blog, it, my blog is youth hostile and is in hostile bad attitude. Yeah, at, I like it. Uh, I'm sorry. Dot blogspot.com. Um, Blogspot, old I've, school. Mm. I like yeah, it. You guys haven't gotten Tumblr yet. No, uh-huh. I've made a tiny bit of internet fame. I sent Dan Savage a Valentine's Day present that he tweeted. Oh, it's, wait it a minute! You found time to to buy Dan Savage a Valentine's Day present? Oh, I didn't. I didn't buy it. I made it. It's a throw pillow. You made him his... a present, and yes. you're not even married to him. No. <laughs> How do you feel when Christmases go by or birthdays go by, and Otto? has not bought you a present. Well, I do still have things to open um, because usually I will go out and buy something, wrap it, and put my name on it uh, because the kids do notice when there's nothing from mommy under the tree. What did you buy Uh, yourself for Christmas last year? Oh, I have a very nice robe. Nice. What color? Uh, Red. Mm, All right. Yes. Nice work, Otto. What about your birthday? What did you get yourself for your birthday last year? I don't think I got anything for my birthday now. My birthday falls right before Christmas. So I think that's part of Otto's complaint is that, you know, he has to double up in one month. You could get it all over with. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand why that would be a hardship for Otto. Do you act surprised Mm -hmm. when you open the present you gave yourself, Emily? That's what my mom does. When she (laughs) opens the presents she got for herself under the tree. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you, in, in acting surprised and buying the present, like I'm sure it's a, it's a, you got yourself a boss robe. 
But yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be bringing this case to the court of fake justice unless you had feels about this. Mm-hmm. Here's your chance to tell Otto how you feel when you open a Christmas present, quote unquote, from him that you bought for yourself on Christmas. Well, there's no special meaning there. And that's the thing about gifts is that it's not just a thing. And I and that's what he's not getting about it, is that to him, a gift is just a thing. And if the other person could have gotten that thing for themselves, then there's no point. He wants me to just go out and get the things that I want. But to me, the purpose of a present is to say something to another person like I love you or I see what you're doing and I appreciate it. And right now I'm getting to be pushing 30. I um, have been out of the workforce for seven or eight years. I'm starting to look down the future and see the effects that staying home has had on me. Uh, All the physical effects of having children, uh, the effects on my resume of not working. Mm -hmm. And I need some reassurances. I need him to say to me, you're still pretty, or the work that you're doing here at home is still valuable and appreciated. And I think one way of doing that is recognizing me a few days out of the year and letting me lay down the mantle of being mommy, 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 and just seeing that I'm still Emily, the person that he get me married. All right. I, uh, I'm convinced. Otto, how much of a monster do you want to be to make an argument against your wife <laughs> in this case? Are you going to go uh... full monster or half monster? Probably half monster. All right, let's hear the half I know, monster. I know that I have room to improve. Otto is a great uh, half monster name. Otto, you sound you yes. don't sound like a monster. No, you sound like no, a decent not to dude. The kids. So, but no, with 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 buying presents. I mean, we we dated in college and whatnot. You think you're and done? No, no. <laughs> but Go we ahead. just it never was a present. We never did presents. It wasn't our thing. We never did it. It's just it was not expected and it was and she stuck around anyway look i appreciate that not everyone celebrated wait a minute i was about to talk there but then i realized you said a thing we never did presents but she stayed around anyway so i think there's precedent there (laughs) i understand that there are certain people who not everyone celebrates uh christmas not everyone gives gifts during the holiday season there are certain extreme sects of well, I wouldn't say so. There are certain sects of Christianity that, that frown upon gift giving. Certainly Christmas was never uh, always, a, it wasn't always a gift giving uh, 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 holiday. Uh, indeed, a, a, lot, a lot of uh, the Puritans frowned upon that. Uh, but it is pretty common to give presents on birthdays. <laughs> wouldn't you say? Pretty common, right? Yes. Not unusual. Yes. Not unusual. And so now that you you've established precedent that Emily's a nice person who has tolerated over a number of years, the unusual anomalous condition of not just her husband being away for two weeks out of every three, which I'm not judging your job at all. I'm just saying that it is, it is, it is an unusual kind of job. But the truly unusual and anomalous condition of her husband not buying her birthday presents or Valentine Day presents or Christmas presents over a number of years, and she has done so uncomplainingly, that that precedent has been established, I understand. But now she is saying to you that this makes her feel bad. Do you intend to change your behavior as a result? Should you? Yes, I, I should. And I, I, I see that. And I see that it's affecting her as, as I'm looking across at her right now. So... But I need to. I may. I may not even need to go into chambers. You may need to let them go into the chambers. Well, it's just like the thing. There's nothing like makeup gift giving. But you, do, you don't dispute that you could do a little bit better. You've, in fact, you've said so yourself. Yes, I do not dispute that. All right. Uh, is there any argument that you would make as to why you should not have to do any better? Well, I always, I was raised with, with presents and whatnot. I really wanted to be from the heart when it meant something mm-hmm. and just because society said give presents at these times mm-hmm. they always feel fairly cheapened to me because it always feels like it's uh, it's not that great mm-hmm. or there's a trinket uh, one of the things that Emily and I have taken to saying quite often is we'll go into a store 
will look at some of the nice, pretty cards made by whatever companies make cards and look at them and say, hey, this fits us. And I'll show it to her. And then, jokingly, we have a couple of quotes that we say to ourselves quite often. And we'll say, here, you throw this away, which is how we look at cards and other <laughs> non-durable presents. Yeah. So it's just kind of cheapened. It's commercialized too much, somewhat. Did, were and you... I like getting... Mm-hmm. I like getting presents that mean something when I see they mean something. I don't like being tied in. And when she, when I do give her presents like that, she notices. She remembers that gift from all those years ago. Yes, maybe because there was none in the middle. But, but well, look, she no one's disputing Otto that the that the that the uh, the Gone with the Wind. I don't give a damn. Christmas tree ornament was in a great gift. That's a great gift. It is a memorable. It's hard to it, top is, that. it is a memorable gift, but <laughs> hard to top that. Basically, you're saying, basically you're saying I had a good idea, you know, six years ago. And let's be honest, a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's pretty good. I I liked it. No, not six I years ago. I, I can't it. do math anymore. So so you're saying you have, so you're saying your argument is you want to give presents when the inspiration strikes. And you're moved by the thing, and it's just the right thing, and that for that, and that you are only capable of of being inspired maybe once every three or four years. I, I try to be inspired more often than that. It's it's hard, you know. Inspiration is is failing in these times. What efforts have you made to be more inspired to give gifts? Uh, I did submit a piece of evidence, Your Honor, and it's uh, a picture of our last anniversary. We've been married for almost three years, and mm -hmm. so we've had two anniversaries. Uh, and so last year was the second, and he sent me flowers, and he was able to order them from the Internet up at work. And they're beautiful very, flowers. Thank you. Who, which very, one, of, which one of you is going to throw them away? <laughs> I think Emily threw I them guess away. Me. Talk, talk uh, about... Talk about Talk about substance, substanceless, pure token gift giving. Flowers, right? I mean, but I'm a lady. I like. To, I like oh flowers. no, I I think. But this is the point I'm making. Uh, th these are beautiful flowers that would make any woman or man who received them feel happy because they are an expression that someone is thinking about you and cares about you. Right. Unless you knew those flowers were coming because you checked your internet records about credit card purchases. Yeah, how did you sneak the flowers through, Otto? I, I called the florist, checked the delivery times and billing times, and I waited to the very last moment to order and get... Not because I was planned this out. Not because I was late and thinking, oh, I should get something. I orchestrated not having that purchase go through to the bitter last moment, hoping that she wouldn't see them. And all I had to do was hope. And because she managed not to see them, they actually went through and she was surprised. How important is secrecy of a present to you, Otto? To me, yeah. I, it's not necessarily secrecy. It's the unexpected. It's not keeping it a secret. It's just making it unexpected. Something you wouldn't otherwise get I would imagine receiving coming. a present from you would be an incredible surprise every time it happens. Twice a decade. Yeah, at this point, at this point, probably, yes. Emily... Mm -hmm. Is this a factor of Otto's job or is this or would he behave the same way even if he were at home? I think it's mixed because I he's got slightly ulterior ulterior motives going into this case because mm -hmm. he's hoping that if you rule that he doesn't have to give me presents, he's able to hold that up and say that I shouldn't give him presents anymore because what he really wants is he doesn't usually like the things I get him. Uh Okay. He wants for me to not give him presents, but instead just give him standing permission to go out and buy the things that he wants. Is that so, Otto? Somewhat. I mean, within reason. <laughs> like what sort I'm of... not going to go out on a spending spree, but yeah. my but taste at the, com heart... at the company store, you're not going to go out and buy... <laughs> I'm going to go to the mine store and, and spend your company script on a bunch of O'Henry's? See, I brought it back around. O'Henry, I brought it back around. Nice. What is no, it? What just, is it that she gave you? Name one present that she gave you that you did not like. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. See, the problem is, is that I don't remember some of these presents because they don't stand out in my mind. The right, last not I like remember, the Gone with the Wind ornament. Right. She's she gives you very unmemorable presents. Yeah. 
And I mean, one one present I remember that I do like, and I I keep it stored away because I like it so much, mm-hmm. is I have a hat that she gave me from a TV show that at the time, despite it being very old and being rerun, we were thoroughly enjoying it. So it's a hat from one of my more favorite characters of that show, was Oslo from Keeping Up Appearances. Oh, all right. I don't know if you recall Oslo's demeanor, but. I'm very similar to him. Keep, is that I a British show? Keeping up appearances? Yes, it is. Right? That's a is that yes. uh, yeah. uh the the woman whose name is Bucket? But she yes, insists absolutely. all right, yeah, yeah. And she insists everyone call pronounce it bouquet. Yes, and right. so this is her schlubby brother in law. Oh, okay. And so you got you and got him was, a hat. What well, describe the hat? Uh so it's like it's a, a navy blue trucker a, hat. Yeah, navy blue trucker hat with F H with Fulton Hogan. Fulton Hogan, and which is an Australian company, so I had to write to them directly to get it. You Alaskan nerds. So it's adorable. British. And I, I remember and I greatly appreciate that gift. And, and when I, was that one? Where it, oh, that was a while ago. And I do think you, we were still in New Orleans at the time. And how does it so make you feel, Emily, to know that all the Christmas gifts and, and birthday gifts, I presume you're pretty regular in giving gifts to Otto? Oh, I, I do for him. Yeah. Yes. And he forget and he has forgotten every one of the ones that you've given to him. Except yeah, I hat. did make him a quilt for his birthday. So You made um, him a quilt for his birthday. Yes. To and take up to his little dorm room, his sad little dorm room at work. It's twin sized for his tiny little bed. Do you share a Ramato? Do you have a single? Do you have a roommate? I share a toilet and a shower with a suite mate, but the room is my own. And you have a common room? Uh, yeah, we do, and we have amenities that are available to everyone at all times. So, like a workout room. You're really selling me. Room. You're really selling me on this, on this installation. We have amenities that are available to everyone at all times. We have a bathroom. We have a gym. <laughs> There's also a continental breakfast we, available every morning between have, six and ten. Technically, we, yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Five and eight. Five and eight to be yeah. when it's available. So what and what and you didn't like this quilt that you got? This I do quilt like that she it, made? Actually. You couldn't remember to, that she made a quilt for you? I forgot I did forget about he it. He doesn't it's, care for quilts, but it's what I know how to make make. Yeah. Do you so. keep the quilt locked up in a closet like you keep your special hat locked away? He hasn't no. taken it to work. I have yet. not taken it to work yet though, because I I'm always very hot, but I might take it up this next time. Because the winter is coming now. now so. When it's winter there, do you do you work through the winter? Yep, twenty four seven operation. And when it's dead, when it's the dead of winter, and you're there for two weeks, uh, how much sunlight do you get? Uh, we uh, where I work get twenty one days of solid night. All right. And do you go outside or do you work in a lab? I do go outside. I am a field technician right, now. So, you're, so, so you're, you're going out into the night to brave the vampire swarm into the cold. Yep. What's what's the temperature get to be like? Uh, coldest I have seen is minus 50. It's, it's so cold you can see it? <laughs> minus yeah. 50 Fahrenheit? Yes, Fahrenheit. What is, kind of spacesuit do you have to wear to be in negative 50 Fahrenheit? It's quite a spacesuit. Lots of layers. Lots and lots of layers. And then what do you do? You di- you, 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 you send down a probe or something? I, I, I do all sorts of wonderful things related to mining. Right now, I'm, I, for, I take environmental samples. So we'll go out and download weather data that tells us that it's really cold outside and vice versa. What do you mean download weather data? You, you feel the temperature have- and you write it down? We have weather stations located uh-huh. on the tops of some of these mountains, uh-huh. and I have to go to the top of the mountain. What is your degree? Uh, what is your degree in? Photojournalism. <laughs> All right. How, what? Some it does of this not make doesn't any add. Sense. Are you guys? Are you guys actually guarding a crashed alien spacecraft? Is that what's going on? That's what. Is Alaska's this a black like, ops you know? situation? Yes. Notice, Maybe. The, notice the silence. So let me ask you this question quite seriously. Do they provide psychological counseling for you at the installation? They will get you a flight out of there if you need it. <laughs> How many people bug out every season, every dark season? There, there are a couple. A couple? So, How many yeah, people are on site? In the dead of winter, about 300. 300 it, people it and, two, and two go mad? We we will deal with them as we need to. Oh, oh my goodness! Jeez, darker, spooky. Because all right, uh, I think I've heard everything I need to 
to, in order to make my decision, I'm going to go into total isolation in sub-zero temperatures for two weeks while I consider uh, my ruling, and then I will come back and uh, tell you uh, who is right and who is wrong. And hopefully then it will be daytime. Please rise as Judge John Hodgson exits the courtroom. Otto, Emily. Yes. yes. I'm not going to recommend this book, but I think it's an important uh, kind of topic for the conversation. There's a book called The Five Love Languages, which is sort of a, oh, a yes. marriage health that's, book, but it's veiled with lots of Christian, imbued with a lot of Christian thought. I don't know if that's up your that alley or not. That makes it circles around the mom groups that I'm in. Okay. And we've talked about that before a little because of the uh, there's the language of presence. That's I think right. Otto is more of the language of service the he, he does things and that shows his love right for those who have never heard of it it talks about the different ways people like to give and receive love and most people oftentimes like to give love in the same way they like to receive love not unlike gift giving so if Otto doesn't like giving gifts Otto, do you like receiving gifts it's very hit or miss for me i have it's it is so i'd say no on that but emily you not only like receiving gifts from your husband you like giving gifts to your husband and giving gifts to people like Dan Savage. Giving gifts yes. is just what gives you joy. It is. Do you think, Otto, that might be something that could be helpful as your relationship goes on? Yes, yes, I, I do. And I think I've learned a lot just are, from being in this courtroom. Are there other things, Emily, that Otto does or doesn't do that are odd in regards to your relationship missing pieces oh. he's a self-proclaimed nerd so there are times when i find gaps in his knowledge about how to interact with normal human beings yes i'm i would be lying to you if i didn't say that when i envision otto alone away for two weeks that it's like he's on jonathan colton's skull crusher mountain with a secret lair and all these minions doing his bidding and that maybe he brought you up to his mountain one time and is he an evil dark overlord of some sort? More or less, yes. Have you ever given Emily a present not on a holiday or birthday, Otto? Yes, I have. When he knew I was bringing this case. It was oh. that was incidental. That was incidental. So, I did buy her a present as a Reward for enduring a, a trip with some some in-laws, which I always know is stressful. So uh, he did give it to me on the trip with the in-laws, and it was, was lingerie, so that was weird. But um, but it was so a gift. So you're technically. on a trip with the in-laws, and with he gives mother, you yeah. lingerie. So maybe the love language that he speaks is the physical affection, especially having been away for two weeks at a time. Sure. Okay. Yes. We'll be back in just a moment with Judge John Hodgman's decision. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. 
The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist and Wired Magazine. Right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Thank you, guest bailiff Monty Belmonte. My pleasure. You may be seated. Uh, when you are young people and you are in love and you are not yet married or newly married, you know what doesn't matter? Presents. Doesn't matter. Particularly if you're living in New Orleans, which is a present to both of you all the time, because it is fun times. And you're with each other, and you're probably drunk, or at least enjoying some fantastic jazz music. By the way, not to run down Wasilla. But New Orleans is a great jazz town. Did you know that? Is it? I mean, so I've heard. Yeah. I mean, like, I know it's a cliche, but there are young people making crazy old timey music there that sounds awesome. Trombone shorty. And it is true in a situation like that, that the gesture of gift giving is less important because every moment of every day together is a kind of a gift that you give to each other and you don't have a lot of kids distracting you or whatever. But now you are in a different environment, literally. You are both in an environment of isolation from each other and from the world. And isolation is, uh, a, is a, a difficult thing for marriages to weather easily. You guys are in a weird position because not only have you moved away from the world that you know into a world that is different, but that world that you live in that is different is also uh, meteorologically uh, very challenging and not necessarily prone to long walks outdoors uh, all seasons of the year. And that therefore you get stuck indoors a lot of the time, even if you don't go and live in a mine camp two weeks out of every three. And you're isolated from each other because uh, he's up there, uh, Otto's up there in the, in the wild north in, sub, in sub-zero temperatures, living in a dorm room like, like some, kind of, some kind of frozen college sophomore. Isolation can, can do two different things. One, it can make you intensely aware of yourself and your condition. I think the long nights of Alaska quite reasonably are are uh, prompting Emily to take the long-term look on her life because in the deep dark night of the soul it's always three o'clock in the morning and you have whole seasons where it's always three o'clock in the morning and the isolation that Otto is enduring uh, is the kind of isolation that convinces him that anomalous behavior is okay and fine because there is no real-world test outside of the extremely unusual society that he lives in to say to him, what you're doing is really weird and different. And so it might just take a simple moment of talking to someone on the internet to be reminded, oh yeah, it's kind of weird that I don't buy my wife birthday presents. And when you're in isolation, 
birthday presents, Christmas presents, loving gestures and contact of any kind become all the more important. Otto, I think that you're a pretty good gift giver when you put your mind to it every three or four years or so. And I think you obviously love your wife and she you. And I appreciate that you don't like gifts just for the sake of gifts. But disliking gifts just for the sake of gifts is a luxury uh, that uh, that you can enjoy only when the gestures of being together are, um, are so abundant and so casual that uh, buying someone something uh, is unnecessary. But you are a sailor. You are a miner. You are an astronaut in a deep, dark sea of night. You have left your wife and your children behind for good reasons, which are that you are making a life for yourself and your family. And she is under, you know, feeling lonely for her husband and perhaps even in the world. Now is a time when those gestures, no matter how small and are the most important. And I encourage you to make them. I am, even though your surroundings suggest that you do not live on earth among normal people, it is more important than ever for your own psychological health to remember that you do live on earth around normal people. That you are not just all bug out cases guarding a frozen alien body in the far north, uh, getting ready to turn on each other like in John Carpenter's The Thing. I realize that was the far south. That was the farthest south you could go, but you know what I'm saying. Ease up on me, frozen nerds. Therefore, as it should have been obvious from the moment we connected via internet, I obviously order you to start giving your wife a birthday present, a Christmas present, an anniversary present, and a Valentine's Day present. I don't care. Can I ask for one more thing? Sure. You can ask Uh, for two more things. You live, we have, you, you live with three small children by yourself in Wasilla, Alaska. You can ask for whatever you want, dear. How can well, I make this easier for you? She wants to be vice president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. With the small children, they don't have money or transportation. They're going to need help on Mother's Day for at least the next five years. Can I ask for that as well? Mother's Day? It is so ruled. Yes. Okay. These are the baseline marital gift giving situations and it's not because people are all superficial materialistic jerks and we're not all controlled by the greeting card industry by giving presents at certain times of the year there are moments where we express through the gesture of generosity appreciation for the other person now mother's day is a bogus made up holiday obviously But no mother on earth, I think, deserves a present more than Emily uh, on Mother's Day for living. Look, you both Alaska has a lot to offer, but, you know, living in a isolated place away from her family with three small children and without the, the help of her husband on her own, looking down the long, dark tunnel of the rest of her life, because that's all she has to think about. She deserves some. Uh, a gesture of of appreciation uh just as you do sir on father's day for working so hard and going out into terrible cold temperatures and 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 bringing the company script back for your family so that you can eat and i think more than even appreciation emily deserves distraction the music of the long winters would be a great present for emily uh, a novel called the Yiddish policeman's union by michael shaban would be a great present uh, any, uh, 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 we were talking about Friday Night Lights. Have you seen that, Emily? I haven't, no. I haven't Great. either, and I probably never will. Great show. <laughs> Maybe you could resolve the problem in my marriage where I challenged my wife to read Game of Thrones, and if she did, I would then watch Friday Night Lights and make her happy. <laughs> and guess what she didn't do? Read a Game of Thrones, so I'll never get to watch Friday Night Lights. You could do both. You can, you could, you know what you can get her? Uh, Otto? You get her, get her the complete run of Friday Night Lights, 
and get her the books, uh, a Game of Thrones, uh, a, 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 a Storm of Swords, a Clash of Kings, and all of them. All those books. Dance with Dragons. Dance with Dragons and A Feast for Crows. Not in that order. Okay. Now, the Song of Ice and Fire, which sounds exactly like the life you live. Winter is coming. Yeah. Offer, offer her, offer her the, 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 the distractions of great culture and the consolations of great television, song, and literature, and she will feel incredibly appreciated, and, uh, and she'll be happy for the rest of her life, or send flowers, or something. You have to acknowledge these things. And it doesn't have to be things, either. If you're truly anti-materialistic, remember how she sent you that poem? Yes. Yeah, you could write a poem. You could write a letter. Still just, uh, what is it? 38 cents? 43 cents? 53 cents? I get the forever stamps. Get a forever stamp. The Johnny Cash ones? Yeah. Get a, get a bunch of forever stamps. That could be your gift to him. Send her a note from the dark. <laughs> Send her a note written in blood. <laughs> they are coming. They are coming. <laughs> the walls have not held. They are coming. Dark wings, dark words. You are busy. Two weeks out of the year, but you have a week. Two weeks out of the year. That's I'm talking about my schedule. <laughs> you are busy. T- you are very busy. Two weeks out of every three, and then you have a week to recuperate. And I'm sure you need to do a lot of recuperating, and you need to spend a yes. lot of time just sort of vegging out and being with your family. And I appreciate that. But you have to set some time aside to think about um, the, the the these basic holidays and making laying some plans in order to make your wife happy do you do you understand what i'm saying yes i do your honor literally the smallest thing like you have already done literally the least you can do if you make even the smallest amount of effort in in a way in a way you have you have changed you have changed the you have lowered the bar for husbands everywhere so low (laughs) you have changed the expectation so dramatically you are you are living in a room by yourself for two weeks out of every three and you've not given given your wife an anniversary present or a christmas present in four years like anything you do at this point would look fantastic (laughs) and would mean a lot and uh emily yes you need to get this guy some means of paying for these presents on his own. Okay. Get him a debit card or a, get him a, give him a, a Christmas only or a, you know, a, a gift only. Essentially give him a gift card for you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. One of those prepaid credit cards or whatever, something that's going to fit within your budget. Cause obviously you're taking care of, you're taking care of the money here. So that he can, so that he doesn't have the excuse of, well, I can't keep it a complete secret from you the entire time, so I'm not going to bother. Or maybe a secret account would go real well for Otto during those two weeks. Well, I'm not talking. And then you'll get the gifts too. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's the greatest gift you could ever give him. Give him and yourself (laughs) a gift and get a different credit card account. And I would say, because I think on some level, Otto is kind of a gift card kind of guy. Like, I think that. I, I think that when you say that he's an, a nerd and he has difficulty interacting with other people socially, and I think that this is that these natural tendencies are only being heightened by the total isolation among dudes in the far, far north of this great globe of ours. It may just be that he the, 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 the sentimental aspect of gift giving is just a little baseline confusing to him, both as a giver and as a receiver, such that you know the the hat from the weird british comedy means a lot to him but the quilt that you made with your own hands is like i don't know what in the bottom of his closet right now do you even get a closet up there or just like a a laundry hatch i I do have a very tiny closet yeah so it's all my winter gear i think emily you should give him whatever gifts you feel like giving him but i think you've already adjusted your expectations so dramatically that i don't the, that that his not knowing or appreciating that you've given him a present doesn't even matter to you anymore so you might as well throw them into the sea but if you if you take pleasure give him the presents at least you'll be teaching him by example but i do think that you know at christmas time he might just be a guy who appreciates a gift card more than anything else so that he can go and get the thing that he wants Maybe so. You know what I mean? Is that mm-hmm. true, Otto? Yeah, I do like being able to buy stuff for myself. Yeah. 
So I predict a Christmas where he just gets a, an envelope full of money that says gun on the front. So. Whoa. No, no, no. He just wants to buy a gun. I'm just, no, no, I know. I just that that was one of the that was one of the best written <laughs> phrases. That's like the beginning of one of the greatest novels of all time. I don't know. That's such a great sentence. I guess for Christmas he'll just be getting an envelope full of money with gun written on the front. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, just be safe up there. Do you know what I'm yes. saying? Be safe with your yep. guns. Be safe with with the animals. Be safe with each other. Be safe with your own mental health in the dark. When you when you are particularly when you are up in the up in the camp. Yep. And uh, and and get some sunlight. You know, get some sun therapy too. Like go go to Hawaii. I hear Alaskans love to go to Hawaii. Yes, it's right next door. You see. Yeah, I see it right there, there on the, the map. map. Yeah, exactly. All right. This is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> Judge Sean Hodgman rules. Take care of yourselves up there in Alaska. That is all. Thank you. Thank you. Otto, do you feel that was a fair decision by Judge John Hodgman? I do feel it was fair. I, I, I have neglected my wife for so long, and it took the judge to, to really bring it out and make me realize so that. So this was news to you to a certain extent. It had to take your wife reaching out to an internet podcast comedian of some note to set yes. you straight. Some yes, note, uh, some uh, note. Of some note. All right. <laughs> I've heard of him. Emily, I yes. think that it sounds from the very brief interaction we've had with Otto that he seems like a decent fella. Yes, that he's wonderful. Maybe he's at least willing to try and that maybe all you need to do is remind him once in a while. Yeah, I'll not that it, is your, it does not rest on your shoulders, but that as somebody who is also not prone to giving gifts myself, a gentle reminder now and again is never, never hurts, especially if what you'd like is a dozen roses once in a while. Right. Well, thank you, guys. I, I hope it works out for you. I hope you get that gun. I hope, Emily, you get a dozen roses on a day that will surprise you that is not a holiday. And uh, I hope you have fun in the dark for two weeks at a time. Nice talking to you guys. I look forward to keeping in touch with you. You too. Thanks. Thank you. Be well. Bye. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. I felt like I was that that park ranger talking to 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 Wendy in The Shining. I didn't see The Shining. Can you believe that? What? I know. I know. I know. I know. I get it all like every week. That's one thing I need to do. You can rule that I that I must watch The Shining by by the next time we get together. We we all have these we all have these blind spots in our cultural education. I was afraid of scary movies as a young person, so it didn't I watch understand. many of them. Yeah. yeah, we all this happens, but seriously, what? Yeah, I know. Okay. I love Jack Nicholson too. I love Stephen King now too. I well, I, now you know this. You'll understand my cultural reference. That's why you have to watch The Shining because you'll know what I'm talking about. The, the the local sheriff talking to Shelley Duvall over the over the radio. You okay up there, Mrs. Torrance? Over. Yes, we're fine. Over. 
that's what it was like talking to the to those couple, to that yeah. couple. Now, if Shelley Duvall references you want to go fairytale theater, a little more comfortable. I don't want to go. Let's clear the talking. Okay. Annalise writes, My husband Matt and I started playing the point game over ten years ago while living in Sunnyside, Queens. The first person to see a yellow car yells, Point! And a point is awarded. There were two point variations. One, given the proliferation of yellow taxis in New York City, calling a taxi as a point resulted in negative ten points. Two, we had many decommissioned taxis in Sunnyside. Decommissioned taxis called were awarded five points given the risk of calling a taxi-like vehicle. We now reside in a New Jersey suburb. We still enjoy the point game, but here's the issue of contention. I believe that since we're out of the immediate New York City area, taxis should count as one full point. In our area, they are equally as rare as other yellow cars. My husband contends that the negative 10 points on taxis must stand in order to keep the game interesting. I request that all yellow cars outside of the immediate New York City area, the five boroughs, perhaps even the property of Newark Airport, be awarded a point. When visiting New York City or any city with a high number of yellow taxis, the negative 10 points would still apply. I also move to strike the more recent edition of 100 points awarded to yellow and blue vehicles, as that is ridiculous. Thank you for considering our case. Well, this game has been played for centuries throughout every society, and the rules have always been the same. Uh, taxis don't count. All taxis are yellow. Except for the ones that are not yellow. And those are just weird. Yeah, there's earthy, crunchy, echo machine, green machine-y type taxis around here in Northampton. Ugh. Never never yellow. And so I... I uh, but, you know, ta- taxis are so frequently yellow that, of course, taxis cannot count in the point game. Under... No matter where you live. Uh, even though there's a preponderance of yellow taxis in New York City, uh, still. I don't think you should change the rules of the game just because you moved into the suburbs. Because then the suburbs are changing you. Remember Sunnyside. Don't give up your youth. Taxis don't count. And play on. Next. Al writes, I'm a federal government attorney. I have a, head, I have a summer head cold. Did I tell you that, by yes, the way? Yes, you did. I, I've, I've Do you need to cough mind. up again? No, no, no. I'm fine. You're doing great. I lost my mind. Al writes, I'm a federal government you attorney. You know what's great, Monty, is yes. hanging out with you here in Western Massachusetts. I love it, This too. has been a lot of fun. Well, you love it because you live here. Yeah. yeah, but I love it when you come. It's always nice. You go, you and your family, when you come to Western Mass, it, it sort of bookmarks the summer for me in many ways. Oh, that's when you come fun. in, I know that we're in high summer, and when it's time for you guys to finally leave, I know the fall has arrived. And I, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed uh, over the past couple of years, getting to, to do these Judge John Hodgman podcasts with you. I love Jesse Thorne. He is a dear friend, my collaborator, my producer, uh, my bailiff, but you are a really excellent guest bailiff, and it's been fun to do this with you over the summer. Thank you. Well, I'm honored to be in this district as a bailiff. It's sort of we're in the different circuit courts. Yeah, exactly. So, and you're here at WRSI The River, which you can listen to online. WRSI.com, all sorts of podcasts up there as well. You do the re- the regular morning show. You do the Bill Newman show on WHMP. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kinds of uh, uh, things. If you want to get to know this area, you could do worse than by seeing where Monty Belmonte is at any given time and then just hanging around him. Or just you don't have to hang out with me. You can just look at me up on the internet. All right, let's stop this weepy stuff. I got to go back. I got to go back to my, the, the, the 50 degree below zero uh, total isolation camp that is Park Slope. So, Al let's clear our final docket. I'm a federal government attorney with an internal dilemma. I don't allow internal dilemmas. But I'll see where this is going. I work for a rotating group of 10 to 12 judges, each of whom I refer to as Judge, insert last name here. Sure. However, several of these judges have asked my colleagues and I to refer to them by their first names. I appreciate this gesture and have socialized with some of them outside of work, but I feel the nature of our workplace relationship requires that I respectfully refer to them as judge at all times. I feel Judge Hodgman, the Internet's foremost podcast adjudicator, is the perfect authority to provide a ruling on this social predicament. Just how should I refer to to these esteemed but friendly judges? I guess I appreciate that these hippie judges want to keep it nice and friendly-like. Maybe, uh, maybe you're here in Western Massachusetts, for all I know. But uh, I've, I'm, I've spent an entire hour listening to a guy lower the expectations for his role in life. You are a husband. You buy presents for your wife. You're a judge. You're called judge. Otherwise, it gets confusing. People don't know where they stand. I don't know what's what. And then people might start calling me John. No, thank you. You may call me Judge Hodgman. 
you may call me Hodgman. It's not John. You can call me John Hodgman, too. I never call you John, I just realized. I always call you John Hodgman. Very few people call me John. It's weird. It's a weird name when you think of John. 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 I think that Dayquil's kicking in, Monty. Here's what I gotta say. Call these guys ju- call these guys judge. No, you know what you call them? Here's what you call them. Call them the esteemed but friendly Judge Dave. That way you're using their first name, but you're also using the honorific, the esteemed but friendly judge. And just call them all Dave. It's probably their name anyway. They just want to pal around with you, so if you just do a little tongue-in-cheek, it's probably enough for them. Mm. Well, thank you very much, Monty. And thanks to Avedon Ackerson for suggesting this week's case name. Thanks, Avedon. To suggest a name for a future case, like us on Facebook. We regularly put out a call for submissions. I've been your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte of WRSI The River. And I have a head cold. Thanks for joining us for the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Sorry, I stepped on your station ID. Say it it's again. All right, WRSI.com. I'll see you all back in New York, everybody. Thanks, Summer. Goodbye forever. To Summer. <laughs> I got <laughs> not scary you. there for a second. I was concerned. No, <laughs> I'm not a crazy Alaskan. Goodbye forever to this summer. It's been fun. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.